CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. David Jean Baptiste, you, sir, are a friend of the nightcap. Who is that? We'll tell you in just a sec. But first, that is Sean King. I am Tim Murray. We are off and running on a glorious Monday evening. Why is it glorious? Because if you listened to this show last week, you cashed not one, but two conference futures tonight. Georgia State, four to one. Ching, ching, ching. And then the Chattanooga mocks. Never in doubt. David. Never in Sean doubt. Baptiste. Sean King mm-hmm. with a hand in his face in overtime from 30 plus feet. Nothing but net as time expired in Asheville, North Carolina. Woo! The mocks into the NCAA tournament. Yes, they are. Woo-hoo. I was on them tonight. I thought I was going to be able to peacock at the beginning of the show. It's all right. I had the moccasins money line parlayed <laughs> with the avalanche puck line. The avalanche were up five to one. Now, all of a sudden, it's five three, and the Islanders are on, oh, man, the power play. So, I need the Avs penalty kill unit to get this done. It's a little under three minutes left in the game. You guys root with me. We need the avalanche minus a puck and a half. To cash the ticket. We were pulling for your pockets on that one. I was man. so about the peacock. I mean, I was going to start the show with Calvin Ridley can't parlay, but Sean King can. And the <laughs> Avalanche want to make this stressful. But we still have a two-goal lead. We will see if they can hold the lead. Well, uh, your boy here has uh, has two four, uh, other bets. And uh, you texted earlier today. I did. Uh, I let you know there was uh, I was on Oral Roberts uh, as a pick'em. Still early. Uh, yes, and uh, I want to point out. So Oral Roberts is in the Summit League semifinals. They're taking on North Dakota State. I uh, took the money line minus one hundred five. They were a one point underdog uh, against North Dakota State. And uh, what really pointed me to this play, and I'm 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 taking full. If it loses, I will. I'm a big boy. But this was a great stat pointed out by. Handicapper Paul Stone. He said, North Dakota State and Oral Roberts meet for the third time this season tonight. North Dakota State won the first two meetings by one and by 18. They combined to shoot 46% from three 
in those wins, and they're only a team that shoots 35%. So I'm like, oh, a little regression. Well, as of right now, Sean, they are shooting 15 of 21 from the field. Hey, Something about those Oral Roberts uniforms get the Bison all fired hey, up. Hey, the rim is looking really large <laughs> for them tonight. <laughs> so, uh, all we got, we got to turn down the regression there a little bit. So, uh, I've got that rolling. I do have the Zags as well. Uh, not anything I tweeted out because I played it last night, Sean. I'll show you the ticket if you don't believe me. I believe We you. don't lie on this you show. You said you got it at 12. I laid it at 12. I didn't tell you because it was 15 today. Yeah, I did not actually play it. When you sent me, when I asked and we got, the, we were texting, it had already went up to 14 and yeah. a half. So, I left it alone. I will kind of be sort of an absentee host here for like the next couple minutes as we sweat the end of the Avalanche Islanders game. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So, Sean, has oh. it is five to three right 20 now. 20 seconds left on the power play. Can we just get off the power play? <laughs> and they're in an empty net. So, I mean, it's not just a one-minute power play. Like, I think they got like 15 extra guys. Oh. oh. Yeah. So, uh, Sean is keeping an eye on that. Uh, we'll, we'll set up the show here because you mentioned Calvin Ridley. Uh, certainly something uh, that we need to discuss. Uh, Calvin Ridley of the Atlanta Falcons suspended at least for this upcoming season for uh, betting on games uh, last year. Uh, a handful of parlays because, well, why wouldn't you bet on parlays? Uh, eight or two. Yeah. He was feeling really good Three, about five, himself. and an eight. Total of 15 grand. Uh, and uh, we, we'll dive a little deeper into this. But those watching with us, uh, there is the tweet from Adam Schefter. NFL determined that Calvin Ridley placed multi-leg parlay bets involving three, five, and eight games that included the Falcons to win for a source. Investigation determined there was no involvement from any team, players, coach, etc. placed on his mobile device out of state. Well, one, you're not allowed as a professional athlete to gamble and wager on your sport, so... Doing it from your cell phone is probably not the smartest thing. Well, at least we know he wasn't throwing the games. So I don't think he played this year. Yeah. I mean, didn't he sit out the year? Didn't he have, like, mental health issues or personal issues going on? Yeah. I, so, wow. Uh, so we'll, we'll dive into that a little bit more. Uh, we do have uh, – we have had multiple bids um, locked up tonight. Uh, mentioned – uh, our good friend and uh, friend of the show, David Jean-Baptiste from the Chattanooga Mocs. My new favorite college basketball player. Absolutely. Yes. If we can get some Jean-Baptiste jerseys on this show, we will do so uh, just to to be in solidarity of that shot. And I'm watching the Chattanooga-Furman game. And for the life of me, Furman's best player is left-handed. I could not figure out why wouldn't they force him right. I mean, they just kept letting him go to his left, and he was hitting shot after shot after shot. I was like, Chattanooga knows they're not getting in if they don't win this game, right? Mm -hmm. I, they were playing like this was just like one of those early season exhibitions. But uh, they pulled it through, never in doubt, as never we say doubt. here on the show. Never in doubt. Uh, good call by you. Yeah. And Jim. Good call by Jim. That plus call. 260. Great call by yeah. Jim. Uh, and, uh, and, and we'll get to the Georgia State one. I uh, had to tweet that out too. give him some love. Uh, got some rounds on Twitter to, as he should. He deserves the credit. Uh, but uh, yeah, Furman, it felt like I was watching it. May have had it on in the car driving in and I drive. I get into the parking garage. I'm sitting there with my phone like this. And, uh, you know, credit to uh, was it Hunter or both? Well, whoever it was. Great step back three pointer to force overtime. And the coach and the announcers were saying it. Chattanooga's coach was screaming foul because they're up three right. with 10 seconds to go. They don't foul. Of course, Furman hits the three 
And, and he drove to the basket. And then and the guy played such good defense. I was like, let him go make a layup. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What a game. I mean, and that's what – I know it's cliche to say, but that's what's so incredible about March. That's why I love conference tournament week. Remember last week Stanford Steve came on and said he likes this week better than the first round of the NCAA tournament. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, but – it makes a good point. I mean, it was a hell of a game, two evenly matched teams. and I've got 38 seconds left here, okay? All right. So just bear with me for a second. Sean's trying to when bring When you home. talk, I'll listen. Well, we got to remind the people. Sean's trying to bring home yes. a two-leg parlay here uh, with uh, with the Avalanche puck line and chat. Can we get an empty net goal so I can get back to my actual job tonight, <laughs> which is hosting the nightcap? Like, I was about to peacock well, at the you, highest level of peacocktivity. You can't in th- peacocktivity. <laughs> You can in 31 seconds. Well, while we wait, uh, Gonzaga is up 20 on San Francisco. And, you know, this was a spot. I was out the uh, dinner with a good friend of mine. No. Oh, my gosh. No. Yes. Yes, the Islanders just scored. It's now 5-4. to Well, there is an empty net. Yeah, but there's only 26 seconds left now. So, how did this go from 5-1? to And the worst thing about this is the faceoff now is at center ice. So the Islanders will have the goalie in the goal until they gain possession of the puck. Mm. Oh. I would say it's a bad beat. Oh, this is a terrible beat. But you also had Chattanooga. 5-1. But you also had Chattanooga. With the Avalanche in the third against the Islanders. If this was a solo bet, I would say this is a bad beat. It is a solo bet. But you have in your parlor. The other part of the ticket's already hit. This is as solo as solo gets. (laughs) Jeez. Wow, this is unbelievable. Well, well. Not over yet. Oh, it's done. They're up five to one. <laughs> oh man. Sorry. Never in doubt. Never. never. Islanders. Never Islanders plus one and a half. Never in doubt. Never in doubt. Never in doubt. Um. But for the Zags, I thought this was just a, a horrendous spot for San Francisco because on Saturday night, Sean, San Francisco beat BYU to pretty much ensure that they were in the field of 68 for the first time in like two decades and come on empty net let's get an empty netter well they can't clear the puck how you can get an empty net they can't clear it it's empty over netter. it's over they come won on. by one unbelievable Oof. unbelievable Eesh. what a beat i mean today you know, what, what a beat i was just hoping sean you know oh my goodness we've what got a beat. these two futures that that came home and and you've got this parlay. I'm thinking, great, this is going to be a wonderful Monday. Think, oh, about, what think about how this show just started eight minutes ago. Yeah. The energy level was incredibly high. Well, okay, I'm back to you now. All it's right. over. On to the next one. And then they get to celebrate with the win. I wanted them to lose outright. <laughs> Unbelievable. 5-1. Oh, man. Well, later on in the show, we've got all of the big boy brackets here. Big 10, Big 12, ACC, uh, Big East, Pac-12, SEC. All these big boy conferences. Got a couple other conferences that are getting underway later this week. So, you know, we had a, a rush of games late last week mixed in with, you know, big boys finishing up their regular season. A couple auto bids being handed out tomorrow night. Huge night for the show. Need the Bryant Bulldogs to take care of business to, uh, to bring home the NEC. But later on this week, and we're going to go through it tonight, we're going to have a little competition maybe tomorrow uh, if there are bets to be made, you know, with these 
you know, with the big time conferences, with the Mountain West, uh, which will get going on Wednesday. With the, uh, I drove past the arena. You might have drove past it too. The Big West here in, uh, in yeah, Henderson, right by our house. Basketball going on in the city, yeah. So yeah, we got a lot going on. Uh, a lot of conference tournaments, a lot to get to. Uh, we'll do majority of that in the second and third hour of the show tonight because there also is a ton of NFL news. There was Aaron Rodgers news over the weekend and the Calvin Ridley breaking news of the day that the Falcons wide receiver suspended at least for the year. Get a former player's perspective on this situation. We'll discuss it on the other side. Also, Jason Lock and Forrest, CBS Sports Insider, will join us in this hour. We're up and running. Bring the energy back up. Stupid avalanche. The nightcap. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Are you ready for a fresh start? And we mean a real fresh start with lasting change. Take the Zen 10 challenge and switch up the way. You've been enjoying nicotine. Available in a variety of tastes and strengths, Zin Nicotine Pouches deliver smoke-free and spit-free nicotine satisfaction. Try Zin Nicotine Pouches for 10 days or your money back. Your fresh start is here. Take the Zin 10 Challenge today at Zin.com slash 10. That's Z-Y-N.com slash 10. Zin Nicotine Pouches are only for adults 21 and over currently use tobacco or nicotine warning this product does contain nicotine nicotine is an addictive chemical alongside sean king i am tim murray it is the nightcap here on vsin we've got a couple college basketball games still uh trickling their way out we've got gonzaga taking on san francisco in the semifinals of the west coast conference uh we've got Northern Kentucky and IPFW in the Horizon League semifinals. We've got North Dakota State and Oral Roberts in the Summit League semis. And then the CAA semifinals, the number one seed knocked out earlier today. Uh, Much to my chagrin, the Towson Tigers bounced by the Delaware Blue Hens. And uh, now UNC Wilmington and College of Charleston going at it in uh, in Washington, D.C. So four college basketball games going on. As we speak, uh, yesterday, by the way, 
condolences to anyone who had uh, nine or nine and a half with the Suns. Yeah. The Bucks had no business covering that game. And Chris Middleton hits a late three uh, to bring it on home. The Lakers and Spurs doing business right now. And uh, after LeBron's 56 performance on Saturday night, they're back at it. They're in San Antonio. They're losing 90 to 87 right now. Uh, and uh, Denver and Golden State, um, 71-69 at the half. So uh, a very intriguing game there. Is, uh, San Francisco uh, making a little run. Down 20 at the break. And uh, maybe Gonzaga coming out a little sleepy in the second half. And the Dons trying, the Dons. To, trying to sneak in and ruin my night. No, not ruin it. We're, we're, we're good. There's nothing that could ruin the night. This would be a stinger. But uh, Gonzaga winning by more than 12 would be very nice for okay. yours truly. I think you're good. But uh, we got Georgia State, future coming home. We got uh, Chattanooga, never in doubt, future coming home. We're good. We're good. Oral Roberts, if you could show a little life here in the second half, that'd be nice. But, hey. They've got it down to seven. So they're starting here we to go. claw back. Come on now. Yeah. Just like last year. All right. Sean, this story comes out, and it is – I mean – all right, let me let me ask you this before we get into the nuts and bolts of the Calvin Ridley story. Would you say it's shocking? How, how would you, when you saw the news, what was your first reaction to this news that Calvin Ridley, Falcons wide receiver, suspended at least for a year? Well, the ultimate stupidity. I mean, you know as a professional athlete, you cannot gamble or wager on your sport. It's not like a new rule. I mean, that's been in place since the beginning of the game. So, I mean, to do it, I mean, it's, it's just stupid. And to do it on your own phone, registered as you, is even beyond stupid. Like, but hey, you know, it, I wonder when this happened. Have we confirmed, was it during this season? It was this season. So. He was caught this year in November. Uh, he was placing these bets. Uh, we have some tweets that he put out today. Uh, I know I was wrong, but I'm getting one year, LOL. Just gone, be more healthy when I come back. I couldn't even watch football at that point. I bet 1500 total. I don't have a gambling Doesn't problem. sound like a person that really identifies with the fact that this was like one of the more bizarre like decisions. Like sometimes you make a decision like, okay, you're in a rush, so you're on the highway, so you're speeding. Like, okay, uh, we get it. But, I mean, come on. You cannot gamble on football. You play football. That's a no-brainer. Then to do it on your own phone, like, that's – like, maybe, like, if this was some kind of fantasy league or something that he was in with his buddies, you might could be like, okay, he wasn't playing. But to, to, like, place a wager, like, that's ridiculous. Well, and I'm sure there are, there are people out there that are saying, well, you know, the NFL is now in bed with a handful of – The rules are the rules. But if eventually, I, I'm a, I agree yeah. with you, right? Like, at the end of the day, Calvin Ridley was scheduled to make $11 million this year, and he bet 1500 bucks. Do you think if you went to him and said, hey, man, these are the rules, abide by them, or you're not going to be able to play, maybe he didn't know the severity of it, but, you know, I mean, you, you, uh, when you were in the league, were you often reminded that, hey, can't gamble? Well, no, because I think the gambling space, unfortunately for us, has grown significantly. For I remember sure. when I was at a previous company and uh, I was you know, on some of their primetime shows, like from a production standpoint, you weren't even allowed to mention the spread. 
You know, now it's a part of the everyday conversation. So uh, the the temperature that the professional sports leagues in America have surrounding the attachment association and impact that gambling has on their sport, I think has changed drastically. But I don't think we'll ever see movement from a player wagering standpoint. And kind of understanding what it did to Pete Rose, like even though that was a different sport, like – you know, you don't really get to bounce back from those kind of situations. So, you know, I don't think anybody's crying that he got a year. You know, it kind of is what it is. Well, and I think, too, if you're the NFL, it, you almost have to set the example, right? Like, don't mess around. Like, you you do this, we're throwing the hammer down on you. And, and this is made an example because I still think there are some people in positions of power in the league office that probably aren't comfortable, right? you know, with – I guess, the proliferation of gambling as it pertains to that sport. So this was an example for them to make a strong statement that, listen, guys, we're not playing when it comes to this particular rule. So if you do it, this is what the result is going to be. Now, it'll be interesting. Does he get a chance to, you know, go back in and, and, you know, maybe have a different conversation at some point? I'm not sure. But, I mean, it stinks really for the Atlanta Falcons as well because they need Calvin Ridley, he's a big part of that offense. And if you're Matt Ryan, you got to be sitting there like, dude, I might only have one more year here in Atlanta. And, you know, his whole career has been based there. You know, his legacy when Matt Ryan finishes is going to be as a Falcon. And, you know, you let your teammates down. He let himself down. And I think the punishment was 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 probably about what it should have been. I mean, it just was a stupid, stupid, stupid decision. Well, and, you know, NFL players are allowed to gamble on other sports. Legally, I mean that's that's allowed. You just you I didn't even know they could gamble on other sports. I believe I just that feel is like, the case, right, Aaron? I, yeah. So they yeah, they're allowed yeah. to gamble on. NBA yeah, I didn't games. even know that. I mean, this is when I played. Like, if we were going to gamble, it was going to be craps or blackjack sure. or something like that. It wasn't going to be sports related, horse racing, you know, because I've always been big into the horses. But yeah, I don't. This is dumb. By the way, he also bet them on on parlays. Come on, man. 18. Calvin, come on. He's really good. What are you doing? Oh, I don't know if he won those parlays. <laughs> By the way, can somebody give me the email to the Colorado Avalanche? Uh, Colorado Avalanche at gmail.com. Yeah, I'm going to try that one. Um, I guess just to wrap things up here on, on the situation. So Calvin Ridley suspended for at least the 2022 season. Um, and, and I think, too, and this was, I think Aaron was talking, we were talking about this, you know, before the show, is, you know, legalized gambling is, Probably the reason he got caught. So I actually think, you know, friend, you know, uh, Matt Holt, who spent time on VEASAN quite a bit, you know, sat here in this chair uh, last year. Um, you know, he works for an integrity company. Mm-hmm. And that's a very important part. You know, they don't – that's how he got caught, you know, doing this. And it's so ironic because, of course, I'm from Florida, and I love my state, but we can't figure, like, the simplest things out. So I guess the hard rock – had gotten the law passed for them to have the app for like a month. And he made this mistake within that time period because now I don't think online wagering is available in Florida because they're back in litigation. So it was a month. Yes. So within the (laughs) – Jeez, Louise. Uh, But I guess overall is is this – you know, everyone with with gambling becoming bigger and bigger, I am not a believer of this, but – you know, people are like, well, they're going to fix games. Look, people have been doing this for a long time. I mean, you know, Headache Smith in Arizona State. You know, Jimmy Vaccaro was one of the people who was tipped off on 
him at Arizona State trying to fix games or, or you know, uh, play within the spread. Personally, the amount of money that NFL players make, I don't think this is going to be a big It's issue. so ironic that it happened inside of this particular sport because I think it's the one sport that's beyond fixable from a player standpoint. And I think if you got to a referee or something, it might have an impact because they can control outcomes. But as a player, I mean, it's 21 other guys on the field at all times. You know, probably much easier for a basketball guy or starting a, pitcher. a pitcher or oh, something yeah. to do something. So I don't think this is an issue in the NFL. I think this was an isolated incident, you know, by somebody that's obviously going through some stuff. He's away from the game and he's going to be away from the game longer. Yep. Calvin Ridley suspended at least for the 2022 season. Number one team in the country, Gonzaga, leading by 19. Hold on to that. Let's lead by uh, as, as long as you're up by 13 at the end of the game. We're in good business. A lot of Aaron Rodgers rumors and NFL rumors flying around this weekend. We'll talk about that on the other side. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. Get an early start on your college hoops tournament betting with VSIN's full court bracket betting coverage. Start this Sunday with six hours of free live video streaming on vsin.com, including the full bracket reveal and opening lines for every game. The VSIN college hoop experts that includes Hoops Peterson, Matt Humans, JVT. Hey, I'm on this read. That's my name, Tim Murray. They will analyze every game and discuss with the bookmakers making the lines to find the best value. This isn't on the read, but I'm going to say it anyway. Sean King will be in the pool. In the pool. In the pool. Derek Selection Stevens, Sunday. Mike Palm. Uh, big balls will be there. Banksy may or may not post-surgery. Or does he still have? He won't. I think it's Friday. It'll be pre-surgery, right? And I think it's Friday. Well, don't wait for the lines to move. Start your bracket in round one tournament betting with the VEASAN College Hoops Experts on Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern, free on vcin.com. Going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we will chat it up and uh, looking forward to the bracket being released. Who knows what's going to happen? If if today is any indicator, Sean, uh, who knows uh, what will uh, what will go down? So uh, we just we're chatting about Calvin Ridley, just uh, updating a couple games here uh, as a uh, really Great one going on in the NBA. Golden State has now taken the lead over Denver. They were they were catching eight uh, on the road tonight. Uh, they lead now 77-71, so we'll keep you posted on that one. New York and Sacramento hasn't even tipped off yet. And that, you know what? You could just start that game in like three hours. That's, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Lakers are without LeBron James. I probably should have noted that. Uh, and uh, they are... Currently down by a deuce uh, to the Spurs. Earlier tonight, Philly uh, continuing to roll with their new incarnation, winning by 15, covering the 7.5. The Pistons beat the Atlanta Hawks as a home dog by 7.5, 113-110. And then Miami over Houston. Uh, Depending on where you got the number, it was either a push or a win. 16.5 or 17 uh, was where that number landed. And 116, uh, 123 to 106, the final score. All right. We have to talk about him again. We will continue to talk about him. That's Aaron Rodgers. Apparently, 
<laughs> the Packers have reportedly offered Rodgers a, quote, market-altering deal. And uh, what was the report? Was it on Friday or Saturday that he is torn between playing for the Packers or going elsewhere? Some of the teams, Denver, Tennessee, Pittsburgh. There might have been one other one, um, which, by the way, doesn't really matter because if he's leaving, the Packers are trading him to the best spot for them as an organization. But I know where you stand and what the Packers should do. Right. And you have stood straight on. And to be honest, I'm kind of leaning your right now, uh, which is get the best offer, start to kind of rebuild, uh, moving on. Yep. Franchise Adams. However. Trade him. Get those two number ones. What do you, what is, what are you right now? What is your, on March 7th, what does your gut tell you about what Aaron Rodgers will do? He's coming back. He's going to be with the Packers. I think he's really afraid of change. And I think he's also afraid to end up being the villain. Oh, he'll definitely be And the I villain. think when he says he's torn, I think those are the two unknowns. He does not like some of the things in Green Bay, but he's afraid, I think, to go somewhere else because there is an unknown. I also think he kind of knows that he does have a safe haven if he comes back to Green Bay forever, being able to go to Green Bay and kind of be the big fish, you know, to in Wisconsin. You know, last time I checked, I don't think Wisconsin has anything else but the Milwaukee Bucks, right? I got the Brewers. Well, the Brewers too, yeah. So, but and the, the Badgers. Yeah, that, is that considered a protein? <laughs> Johnny Davis probably thinks so. But anyway, I just I don't know. I'm I'm over the Johnny Aaron Rodgers deal. Gets hurt. I'm just in Nebraska at home. Player of the year. Yeah. Like, I'm just the kind of guy, like, if we're, if we're going to go to to battle with teammates, I want guys that want to be there. Well, he was. And I don't begrudge anyone that does not want to be there. Like, you have every right to chase or pursue whatever it is. It's a priority that's making him say torn. I, initially, we thought it was money, but the Packers have come out publicly and said we've offered him a, offered him a market-changing deal. And what you see the Packers doing, and I think is extremely smart, they went from being the villains in this situation this past offseason. Everybody was like, how could management in Green Bay draft Jordan Love and not give Aaron Rodgers another piece? And now they've kind of turned into the sympathetic side of this. You know, listen, we want Aaron back. That's what Matt LaFleur said. Now, listen, we've offered him a long-term market-altering deal. So I think they're kind of winning the public perception battle, and it's Rodgers. I think that looks kind of whiny, bratty-ish, entitled in a lot of ways. But I think ultimately it goes back because I just don't think he – has the level of toughness it takes to go into uncomfortability. And I think as long as he stays in Green Bay, there is a comfort zone there that exists. He's in an organization that does not have an owner, so there's not like this uber filthy rich guy that comes in that kind of usurps him. You know, he's obviously a bigger figure within the organization and the fan base than Matt LaFleur or the GM there. So I think that comfort alone brings him back. I think another piece is he's not sure, as the Packers are currently constructed, that they're good enough to win a championship. Do you – let me pause hit, hit you there. Are they good enough? No. Why? Well, because I think they failed to develop alternate options on offense outside of Devontae Adams. Well, Aaron Jones. Well, he's a running back. I mean, pass catchers. Well, so let's say let's say they spend their first round pick, and every year, by the way, we always say, "Well, the Packers are going to get you know they mock them whatever wide receiver," and then they don't do it. Um, but let's say they go out and get 
I don't know. So here's the before Drake you, London. Before you even give a name, here's yeah. the issue with that. For every Jamar Chase, there's a Henry Ruggs. So Jamar Chase is a guy from day one was ready to produce at an elite Pro Bowl level. Henry Ruggs was a guy that started a lot slower. He was starting to come into his own before he had the accident. But right. So when you're taking a rookie receiver, you just don't really know which one of the guys is going to flourish right from the start and which one of the guys, for whatever reason, it's going to take him a little longer, whether it's learning a new system, whether it's learning how to play at that level, you know, whatever it is. So there's still some risk involved there. I think that's fair. I mean, that's definitely fair. They, they drafted – now, granted, I think he was a fifth or sixth-round pick, Rodgers out of uh, Clemson. And he didn't really do anything, but he was more of a special teams guy. So yeah, yeah, it, it certainly would be a risk. Um, you know, looking at the odds right now, and I, based off of the way you just answered that question, you would say no. Uh, but they're ten to one at DraftKings to win the Super Bowl, and they're the. That's interesting. They're ten to one, so they have shorter odds than the Super Bowl futures, but they're five to one second uh, behind the Rams to win the NFC. Well, because of the quarterback uncertainty in the NFC. Kyler Murray, Jimmy well, what Garoppolo, I'm interesting is Tampa. Their odds are shorter in the Super Bowl market. They're actually uh, LA's eleven to one. They're ten to one. And then if you look at the NFC, they're five to one. The Packers are, and the Rams are four. Well, they're the known commodity, in my opinion. Um, I'll say this, and you know, here's something that he has to think about. Yeah, it looks good to have this market altering deal, but if he signs that deal and Devontae Adams also gets the kind of money that he deserves and is seeking, yep. then there are not a lot of not a, not a lot of ways to improve that roster. Already there are rumblings that they're going to have to allow Zadarius Smith to walk, the linebacker, excellent football gone. player. So, I mean, it's a give and take. Mm -hmm. You know, when you have to pay a quarterback, whatever it is that they're offering Aaron Rodgers and your number one receiver is also up from a contractual standpoint. So you're going to have to really – allocate a lot of your salary cap to those two guys so you can't really go out and, and get the pieces you need to make the puzzle complete. I do wonder if they could do, if they end up signing Devontae Adams to some sort of long-term deal, if they could do some sort of salary cap jujitsu uh, with, you know, this year being mainly, you know, bonus well, you can, based, you can you just backload but it. But the problem is Green Bay as a city is not really a destination spot. Like, a guy may go to L.A. and take slightly less because he can make it up off the field. Well, he's not necessarily making less. I'm talking he's... about free agents. I'm not talking right. about Devontae or yeah. Rodgers. Yeah, Because those are the two guys that are going to take up the majority of the cap, and they already were, were a team without a lot of cap space available. Right. Well, if you're looking at the bright side, Aaron Rodgers was officiating David Bakhtiari's wedding this weekend, so it would be kind of awkward to well, I think quarterbacks, quarterbacks and old linemen generally. No, no I'm just yeah. saying. It would be weird to be like, all right, Go in peace. Uh, these are, you know, you Mr. Be, and Mrs. David Bakhtiari. You be shocked. I'm out. One of, two of the things that are taboo, <laughs> in the, at least I've only been in an NFL locker room. Two of the things that are really taboo, you don't really get involved in another player and his contract situation, yep. another player and his family situation. So a lot what of times. What did Marshawn Lynch say about it? Don't, don't mess with someone's chickens or something that's like right. that? That's <laughs> right. Yeah. So, like, the rest of those guys, they're not waking up every morning going to the podcast and the shows. Well, let's see what Aaron said. It's like whatever happens, happens. Yeah. It'll work itself out. All right. Well, we will see. Jason Lockett Fora will uh, join us on the other side from CBS Sports. We'll get his thoughts on the whole Roger situation and what the league is saying behind the scenes about Calvin Ridley's year-long suspension. The number one team in the country leading by 20. 
Hold on to that lead. 5-1 Avalanche. Keep, keep it at 20 there, Daga. We'll get you up there. Anything else going on as well? It's the nightcap here of Smart journalism, fascinating topics, words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get everything you need to bet the madness this year with 24-7 streaming daily best bet emails and our tournament betting guide, including advice, data, and strategy for only 19 bucks. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, or your team is getting ready for just getting ready for every game and every round of the tournament. Get analysis from our experts, including Hoops Peterson, Humans, JVT. We got a whole list of them. They have insights. Every once in a while, I'll chime in too. Conference and player to watch from the favorites to the potential Cinderella. Sign up today to get the betting guide plus full access to VEASAN through April 5th for only 19 bucks. Head over to VEASAN.com slash Madness alongside Super Bowl champ Sean King. I am Tim Murray. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN, and let's head to uh, the city, the charm city, as some would call it, uh, in Baltimore, Maryland. That's where Jason Lockenforo resides, host on 105.7 The Fan there in Baltimore, but also a CBS Sports Insider uh, for many years. JLC, always appreciate it, man. Let's start with Calvin Ridley. Surprising and kind of crazy story that comes out firing away on some parlays and gets caught, and he's suspended at least a year. Uh, what is the league and, and what are teams saying about this suspension? Are they worried that this is, with with the partnerships that they have, is there any worry that this could be a, a lasting or a, a, a more regular occurrence? Well, I, I think we'd have to all be a little naive to think that Calvin Ridley is the only NFL player who's partaken in something like this, right? Whether... Now, I don't know that everybody would do it via an app. You know, <laughs> people have bookies, people have offshore stuff. I don't know that everybody would do it with a URL or whatever that's attached to them. But, like, you know, Sports Mirror Society, and this is becoming increasingly popular, especially with young people. You know, I hear college campuses. Um, you know, there's there's quite a bit of, of – um, what's now legal in most states, gambling going on. So it stands the reason that there's some people in the NFL who, even though they know, 
um, it's against the rules and that they, they could, you know, face dire consequences for it in terms of their career are probably dabbling. Um, I think certainly it was a shot across the bow and woke some people up, and I don't know that anybody saw it coming, but at this point, uh, you know, NFL, their player development programs and, you know, the sort of former players who help these guys transition to the league, not saying it's just a young person's problem, but, you know, this is something else that as they go through their education to try to help guys um, transition through various points of their career, I'd expect there'd be even more education. I mean, Sean would know better than anybody how explicit it is that you can't do this. I mean, there's certain things when you enter into a contract with your employer that are precluded. They don't want you skydiving, right? They don't want you partaking in certain athletic endeavors. Some guys will have clauses, you know, no no jet skiing or whatever. And clearly you cannot make a wager on anything related to an NFL outcome, whether it's a parlay or a direct bet or, or, or what have you. Um, I think the, the, this feels the punishment about right, I guess, you know. It had to be to me at least a year, maybe a couple. I, I, I don't know because you really do open a Pandora's box here if you start getting into gradients of, well, you know, he only did it once. It was only $1,500. It was only a parlay. I don't know that that's the ground the NFL wants to to find itself in, although, yes, you it, it, certainly they are profiting from the enterprise of gambling in a way that they never have before. That still doesn't mean they want players or coaches or GMs or owners partaking in any of that to any degree. Well, Jason, I think if the NFL could draw up something to change the narrative right now, this would have been it. Because I do think it's an isolated incident. I think when you look at the fact that Calvin Ridley missed the majority of last year, you have a young man that was idle. You know, my yep. parents always say idle time is the devil's workshop. Yeah. And he did something that was completely stupid. But for the NFL, it moves the narrative away from the fact that their minority hiring practices have not evolved yeah. or changed. So it does change the narrative for them. It gives them something else to make the focal point of all of the continuing education that they're going to have during OTA days and training camps and mini camps. Now the player development guy will be talking solely about the fact that we are not allowed to wager on professional football. So it actually moves them away from something that seems to be an issue that hasn't changed. So I think this too will pass, you know, having been in those locker rooms, you know, it's too much just to get ready to play you yeah. know, and do your job. So it's not something that was ever really talked about or, I don't think it's something that a lot of guys are doing. I just think Calvin Ridley and his time away, you know, made a huge mistake. And I'm with you. I think the year suspension is fine because the NFL is sending a message like we'll crack down on this. You know, this isn't something that, that we're going to listen to appeals or anything on. Like if you get caught with your head in the cookie, go- cookie jar, you're going to miss a year. Yeah, I think it certainly sends a baseline now to the rest of the league that this is what the stakes are. Um, and you're right, in a, in a weird way, it, it sort of comes um, in a perfect storm of sort to, to suit the NFL, I guess, from a PR and optics standpoint in terms of its timing and the fact that this was a player who wasn't in an active huddle, who wasn't partaking in the game itself, you know, who wasn't even a game day inactive but was on the scout team. This is someone who was basically on administrative leave from the team at the time these, known, these bets, at least the ones that we know about, um, were made, and we'll see if, if anything else comes of this. Um, 
you know, in, in terms of from, from Calvin Ridley's standpoint or, or, or if there is anything greater um, in terms of what's going on with, with gambling in the league. But the, 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 the NFL, I, I don't think the young man should be canceled. But he, he certainly, uh, he certainly, I think needed to have um, needed to have some some stern some stern discipline in this instance. Absolutely, and we have Jason Locken for you know here on the nightcap uh, CBS NFL reporter. Changing direction slightly, you were in Indianapolis, you know, from a fan standpoint. Just me consuming the news. This seemed to be uh, extremely quiet on a lot of fronts you know, during the combine, especially regarding the actual players going to be available in this draft. Considering you were there, what are some of the, you know, biggest storylines that you witnessed or encountered during your time in Indy? Well, I think for me it's more about the laying the groundwork of the offseason. You know, and there obviously were some kids who did some extraordinary stuff. Um, a couple of those young men from the University of Georgia, um, you know, uh, Jordan Davis and, and Walker, they certainly um, – helped their calls and, and put on um, quite an athletic show. Uh, some of the quarterbacks, you know, I think um, Malik Willis in particular uh, did him, did himself um, well, acquitted himself well, and people are really falling in love with him as a, as a human being and as a leader. Um, and there's high upside with him for sure. But for me, it's more about um, – you know, sort of what whispers you hear about Aaron Rodgers, what whispers you hear about Russell Wilson. Um, you know, the, the the whole the whole ongoing, you know, never ending quarterback loop. You know, Lamar Jackson's contract situation and that stalemate. Um, you know, because th- those are the big dominoes that if if any of them fall. Um, there's there's you know uh, there's tentacles right that go out. There's a ripple effect. Um, that, that would trickle down in a bunch of different ways, but uh, I don't look. I don't think the Green Bay Packers are, compl- are, are averse to trading Aaron Rodgers if he wants out. You know, I, they, they get it. Um, they've been they've been preparing for this for a year. They prefer he stay, but they have to enter into a little more of a rebuild. So be it. The Seattle Seahawks, I believe, are just waiting for somebody to knock their socks off for for Russell Wilson and to do it in a way that gives them a path to a quarterback. That's going to be essential in any trade package um, that wins the day. Uh, they have to have a road to a quarterback, whether it's directly or indirectly through the draft that they feel comfortable with. Um, you know, and, and uh, if Lamar Jackson doesn't get a contract done, and, and if he is as inclined as some people close to the situation believe to play this out on a fifth-year option and two franchise tags, then just think of what Kirk Cousins did. You know, I, I guess what? It's been five years ago now. Um, when he hit the market in his prime and signed a fully guaranteed three-year, $84 million contract, what might that look like for a 28-year-old Lamar Jackson come 2025 with all the gambling money pouring in now and with the cap starting to soar again and with 10 years of labor peace secured? Um, wouldn't wouldn't that be interesting? And then there's some other stuff, too. You know, I don't think Matt Ryan's going to be dealt, but there were certainly teams that have been sniffing around on him. I don't think Derek Carr is going to be dealt, but there have been teams sniffing around on him. But there's a lot of GMs right now banging their head against the wall trying to figure out how they're going to get their quarterback. Jason, we have about 30 seconds left. Uh, last question for you. Does Deshaun Watson play in the National Football League in 2022? And if so, Right now, what would be your landing spot for him? Yeah, I, I don't know the answer to that question, you know, and until his legal situation is clarified, and I don't know exactly when that's going to come. I don't think there is an answer to it. 
I would not be surprised if 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 he doesn't play because if there's not enough clarity, um, I don't think anyone's going to give the Texans much of anything for him. Jason, appreciate it, man. We'll talk to you soon. Great stuff, man. My pleasure, guys. Thank you. There he is, Jason Lockett for us. CBS Sports Insider is the nightcap here on v Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.